Hello and welcome back to Marveling with May. I'm May, your friendly neighborhood guide to the MCU, and today we are talking about What If, Episode 1. What if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? Now, this episode was such a fun episode. It was really the first introduction to this brand new animated series from Marvel, which is something they've never really done before. So it was super exciting to see Marvel take on this new format of storytelling. And let me just say right from the start, they did an incredible job. So without further ado, let's get started. spoiler warning for anyone who has not yet seen the first episode of what if i don't think that there's like huge spoilers for this episode i mean the gist of what goes on is definitely in the name but still go ahead and watch it and come right back here i will be waiting so i'll see you guys when you return before we get started with today's episode I want to say thank you again for all of your guys' support with the podcast and everything that I've been doing on the podcast. I really do appreciate you guys tuning in every single week. I love how much you are enjoying this. I'm so happy that you are having fun, you know, talking about all this crazy Marvel stuff with me. So thank you guys so much. Now, as our little small community of Marvel lovers is growing... I want to open up the opportunity for all of you to offer a name for this little community. Um, Yeah, be creative with it. I want to give you guys the opportunity. I don't want to just bestow you the name because I think it should come from you. So if you have a name suggestion, go ahead and email marvelingwithmay at gmail.com. Again, that is marvelingwithmay, all one word, no spaces, no capitalization, at gmail.com. So just the title of the podcast at gmail. I hope to see your guys' suggestions. And again, thank you so much for joining me on this incredible Marvel journey. Here is the episode. First things first, the storytelling, the format for the storytelling in this episode was so perfect. If you had told me like a year ago that we were going to have an animated series coming from Marvel that was like TV 14 and yeah, guys, I I would not have believed you, but they pulled it off so well. I really, I don't like, what can they not do at this point? Like they've done an animated series. They've done something like WandaVision, which was like a period piece of like early sitcoms. They've done Loki, which is like a crime heist type mystery series. They've done Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is a full action series. They've done Black Widow, like a spy thriller, all just in Phase 4. I really, it's pretty incredible what Marvel's been able to do up to this point. So yeah, the animation in this episode was so incredible. It was kind of a basic type of animation, like I don't really know what to compare it to, but it it was just really well done. I mean, as is everything in Marvel, but it was really well done. Um, I didn't really introduce the show, so I'm going to go back and do that, even though I already started talking about it. A little bit all over the place this episode, but that's okay. So let's talk about What If as a whole. I hadn't really talked about this show and the theme of this show yet. I didn't do any trailer reactions, nothing like that. And so 
I want to give you my thoughts on this show. I anticipate that the episodes on the podcast for What If are going to be a little bit shorter, just because to this point, What If does not appear to be something that's going to be making huge impacts on the rest of the MCU. It seems like it's going to be very self-contained, which I'm okay with, but let's just talk about What If as a concept, as a show, and as a thing that Marvel is going to be doing. So, What If centers around Uwatu the Watcher, who is an incredible character from the comics, and basically the role of Uwatu. He is part of this race of beings called the Watchers, and the Watchers go to different galaxies and different universes and watch those universes. So, Uwatu has been charged with watching Earth 616 universe. Uh, But with that, he also sees the rest of the multiverse that surrounds our Earth. So he sees every single decision that could have been made and all of the timelines that run concurrently because of those decisions. So he is seeing the possibilities, the limitless possibilities of every single decision that could have been made on our Earth at any point. So he's, he's watching a lot of things. But the main point of the Watchers is that they cannot interfere with anything that happens. So if Uwatu is watching Earth and Thanos comes and is threatening to wipe out half of Earth, Uwatu can see that and he can see the danger, but he is not going to interfere with it. So it sounds like a pretty simple character, and for the most part, that is his role in the comics. There's a couple of times where he does little crazy things, he'll show up in the background of like big giant fights... Um, watching the fight from close up, if it's an interesting fight that's kind of a fun little easter egg that they throw in in the comics. Uh, He's also been the center of a couple of different comic book runs, most notably with uh, the Nick Nick Fury run that focused on the Watcher and the death of the Watcher, which was a very interesting comic book run, but at least to my knowledge, that was kind of his biggest moment. There was one time where he interfered with Earth, then got in trouble for that, and that was a whole storyline as well. But basically, he's just kind of there. He's watching. He's doing his thing up in his little... He lives on the dark side of the moon in the comics. It's kind of a running joke, but he lives on the dark side of the moon. That's it, like, you can't see him, but he's watching because he can't see the other side of the moon. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um... But he's just kind of a fun little character, and I'm really excited that he's being introduced into the MCU, not because it's going to, like, be some big plot point, but I think it would just be so incredible if, like, in our next endgame level event, if we just do, like, a Watu's head in the corner, and it's like, oh, the Watcher is watching. Like, I think that would be so cool and, like, so dope. Like, they could make little Easter eggs of just, like, Uwatu in the corner. I think that would be so cool. So that's really the idea of this series. We're seeing our universe from the perspective of the Watcher as he sees all of these different possibilities for what could happen. And the reason that this is coming right now is because in the MCU, the multiverse has just been created. The multiverse has just now arisen from um, the singular universe that we once had. So now it makes sense to explore the other parts of the multiverse when before it probably would have been a little bit confusing to introduce that. So that's kind of why it's coming at this time. Now, as far as this show's role in the rest of the MCU, 
personally, I do not believe it's going to have a big effect on the rest of the MCU. I really do believe that this is just going to be a fun little show that's kind of like a break between the intensity of Black Widow and Loki, and then what will be the intensity of uh, Shang-Chi, although that looks like a very fun movie. I think it's also going to be a very serious and action-packed movie. So I think that the purpose of this show is kind of to be that fun little break in between. And I really hope that this show continues past one season and continues to be an ongoing thing in the MCU since it's kind of self-contained in a way from the rest of the events of the MCU. Now, we do know that this show is canon. We had one of the head writers or the head producers of the show come out and say that, yes, it is canon, even though it's animated. Uh, we can consider it a part of the MCU. It's just not part of the multiverse or the universe that we are focusing on within the multiverse. So, obviously, everything that's happening is not part of our universe that we've been focusing on. The universe where Endgame happened, the universe where Infinity War happened. All of these events are not taking place within that universe. But it's a super cool concept, and it's exploring... What's fun about this, and what was really fun about this episode, is that it kind of went back in time and took us back to a movie that is almost 10 years old, um, Captain America the First Avenger, and is exploring that movie kind of in hindsight and sort of reminding viewers of what happened in that movie while still giving it a new twist. So I think that this is kind of going to be a way to bridge the gap between newer members of the MCU fandom and the older members of the MCU fandom. Because if you're a newer member who maybe started with WandaVision, then you may not have as much experience with Captain America the First Avenger. So now watching this episode that's centered around that storyline just in a slightly different way, now you understand what happened in that event. And I don't know if that's the entire purpose of the show, but it's definitely doing that, at least in some format. It's kind of giving us a refresher of what once happened, and therefore what might happen in the future. So this was a super cool concept, and I really enjoyed it. Captain Carter, as a character, is so cool. That whole idea and, and concept is just so fun. And I really enjoyed how they made it a very similar story to Steve's as far as the different plot points and the different events that happened, but it was still slightly different and still unique to Peggy. Uh, the one thing I want to talk about specifically within that uniqueness is her fighting with the shield. So Cap obviously has a very distinctive way that he uses the shield and that he sort of fights with that shield. But Peggy had a very similar fighting style, but it was still slightly different. And I don't know if that was just because of the animating uh, animation style. Um, and because it was animated, they kind of had to make it a little bit different. But her movements were slightly different than Steve's. And I really thought that that was a cool touch. Because obviously, Peggy's going to have a different fighting style than Steve did. Another super cool thing that they did in this episode is that they included Steve in this storyline. Not just as a friend of Peggy, but actually as the Hydra Stomper, which is super cool. That was a character from comics that we hadn't ever seen in the MCU, and they introduced it in this really cool way. And I really hope that that's what the rest of What If does. Like, I hope we see these kind of niche characters from the Marvel comic universe coming into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in sort of a casual and nonchalant way that doesn't affect the rest of the timeline 
you know, like having the Hydra Stomper, but the Hydra Stomper doesn't affect our timeline, so it doesn't really matter. Like, we can introduce these weird characters without it affecting the timeline that we know and love. One thing that I hope gets answered throughout this series is why the Watcher is specifically showing us these events, right? Like, why did he choose to focus in on Captain Carter? When obviously there are several other possibilities for that outcome and for that event happening in different universes. And I guess that's really my main question with this show. Are we ever going to get a rationale from Uatu? Are we ever going to get a reasoning for why he's showing us his perspective of the universe, but specifically why he's showing us these individual storylines of the universe? Like, is there a reasoning? Is there something we should be looking out for? Will there be something that ends up affecting the timeline? Our timeline? I'm not entirely sure. At least right now, it seems to be slightly self-contained, but, I mean, we thought that about WandaVision, too. When we were watching WandaVision, I think a lot of us assumed that those first couple episodes were pretty self-contained, and then everything sort of blew up. So that could very well happen in this as well. We could see these first couple of episodes be a very fun and casual, really not, like, super world-changing events, and then it quickly evolves into something that is world-changing and does affect our timeline. And that could be a really cool concept as well. I don't know quite how they would do that with the animated storytelling format, but I think it would be pretty cool. I also want to talk quickly about the rating of this show. It's actually TV-14, which means that this is not going to be a show that is targeted towards the younger MCU audience, which is sort of what I thought it was going to be. You know, I thought it was going to be something that's, because it was animated, it was going to be kind of trying to reach out to that younger generation of MCU fans. Uh, And it still kind of is, because obviously it's not as gory or it's not as heavy as some of the other films like Black Widow or like WandaVision. But it appears as though they're not directly targeting the younger audience with this show, which I think is very interesting. And so I guess my main question coming out of this episode is what is it all for? And of course, the simple answer is just, well, it's for fun. It's just a fun thing to do and a fun thing for the fans to see. And honestly, I accept that answer. Like, that's fine. That's, if that's the purpose of the show, I will take it. But with Marvel, I just, I feel like you never know. Like, (laughs) there's always something going on in Marvel that is unexpected. And so I would not be very surprised if we end up having some big event come out of this show. Or even if it's not a big event, I hope that there is some rationale or some purpose beyond just it being fun that the MCU is focusing on this show for now. Or specifically why The Watcher is focusing on these particular events at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I don't know a whole lot more to say about this show. It was a really cool and fun little episode. I mean, I loved Captain Carter. I loved that character as a whole. She was great in this show. Um, I think that it was super cool. I think that seeing something like that in live action, oh, that is something I want to talk about, actually. Sorry, guys. This episode is a little bit all over the place just because of the format of the show and everything. But let's talk about the recent discovery 
that Captain Carter may actually be appearing in Multiverse of Madness. Now, why is this important? Well, there are a couple of reasons. So, Multiverse of Madness we know is going to focus on Doctor Strange and Wanda. We don't really know what they're going to be doing in this show, or sorry, in this movie, uh, but we know it will be focusing on them, and we can, you know, some context clues from the title, uh, we can sort of see that it's going to have something to do with the multiverse, which is very exciting. Now, the fact that Captain Carter is going to most likely be in this movie means that we're going to be exploring different characters from the multiverse, or maybe we're going on a trip around the multiverse, or maybe multiverses are colliding together and we're going to see Captain Carter enter into our universe, which would be super cool. I don't quite know how they're going to play into that, but I have a couple of theories as to how that could work. Number one, and I know I've talked about this before, but the collision of universes together, that was something that happened in the comics at one point, and it was a very interesting event, basically where universes in the multiverse started to collide and come together such that, you know, characters would have to sort of fight for dominance over which character was the dominant character, since there were now two of them, which obviously led to a lot of issues. So you would have universes that would be completely destroyed because the other universe was able to become the dominant universe over them. And what this led to was the eventual collapse of the entire multiverse and therefore the entire universe. So it was not a good ending to this event. But maybe that's going to be what Multiverse of Madness is exploring. It could be a show, or I keep saying a show because I'm used to talking about shows. It could be a movie that focuses on how universes collide together and what the effects of that could be. And if they went that route, that could lead into an endgame level event where we see the near demise of our universe because of its collision with another universe. And that could be super cool. I think it would be a perfect bu- perfect build-up to maybe not an endgame level event. They can make it an endgame level event. But considering that Phase 4 just started, I think this would be more of like a Avengers 1 sort of event. Uh, something that is threatening the world, but, you know, is solved pretty quickly after the problem comes up. And I think that that would be a super cool thing to explore because it just leads to so much chaos and so much insanity, and it would be really fun to watch. The other thing that I think could possibly happen is the mistaken or some sort of avenue for people from other multiverses coming into our universe. So, I'm thinking because Wanda will be searching the multiverse for her two kids, she will sort of pull them from some other universe into our universe so that she can be with them. And I think that that event could lead to other characters and other people from other universes being pulled into our universe. So in our universe, we would have Peggy Carter and Captain Carter living simultaneously. And that could be where we see Captain Carter show up. And that, again, would be a super cool concept. Wanda could accidentally start this huge event where random people are showing up 
in our universe from other multiverses, different versions of the characters that we know and love just randomly appearing. And that would be a super difficult problem for Doctor Strange to solve and a super fun event to watch play out on screen. Either way, Multiverse of Madness is just going to be a huge headache for Doctor Strange. Like, we got a feel for the guy. He literally had the entire multiverse just opened, like, randomly as he was, you know, trying to do his job. So he's going to have his work cut out for him. But nevertheless, it's going to be a very exciting movie. I also love how, like, literally every show that we've talked about has somehow related to Multiverse of Madness. I think that that just tells us how important this movie is going to be. I'm just so excited for it. We still have to get through Shang-Chi, which is going to be an incredible movie as well, and Eternals, and a couple of other MCU properties before we even start to think about um, Multiverse of Madness. But I'm still so excited because it just feels like it's really going to be that single point that connects everything else that started in Phase 4, and I cannot be more excited. So after that whole tangent about Multiverse of Madness... Let's get back to what if. Concluding thoughts on this show, on this episode, it was fun. I mean, that's it. Like, normally I would have all these crazy theories or have all these deep thoughts about the episode, but I really don't. It was just, it was fun. It was entertaining. Uh, There were cute little moments between Steve and Peggy. There were cute little callbacks to the first Avenger. Uh, The ending, when they sort of switch up how um, Captain Carter, Captain America re-enters into society where Captain Carter enters through the Tesseract in the first Avengers movie. That was super cool. That was super fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I just loved how they took the history that we all know and love and just sort of adjusted it and changed it a little bit, which is kind of the whole point. I also love, just as a last concluding note, how the Watcher identified the single moment that changed the rest of the timeline. That was super cool, and it really highlighted just how incredible one single choice is. Like, how much one single choice can change the entire universe. I thought that was a really cool touch that they added in there. So, with that, I mean, that's kind of all I have to say about this show. Again, it was just fun. Like, there's not a whole lot to break down with this one. And... Honestly, it's nice. It's a nice refresher from the absolute insanity that was Loki and Black Widow. I mean, it's nice to have something that's just truly a break until Marvel decides to do something crazy with it, which, you know, they still might do. And they might send all of us on a crazy witch hunt just like they did with WandaVision, but we have yet to see. This was a fun one. I really enjoyed watching this first episode of What If, and I seriously cannot wait for the rest of this series. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Marveling with May. I really hope that you enjoyed What If just as much as I did. I will be back again next week watching this great, fun, entertaining show for a second time, and I hope to see you all there. So with that, I will see you all in the next one. Thank you.